This episode of Truth Table is brought to you by InterVarsity Press, whose vision is to catalyze redemption, restoration, and revival in our divided and broken world. Follow IVP on Twitter at IVPress and visit IVP's website at www.ivpress.com. Welcome to Truth Table, Midwives of Culture for Grace and Truth. I'm McKemini. I'm Michelle. And I'm Christina. This table is built by Black women and for Black women. So welcome to the table, sisters. How y'all doing? Oh, well, well, well. Hey. What's up? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what is up? What, what is that? That is an honest, that's an honest question. I was about what waiting for the woman up. It? I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> what is up? That is the question. Y'all, this is actually oh. literally a little um, prelude um, to the actual episode. <laughs> See, because what had happened was, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> what had happened was that this whole pandemic thing um, threw the whole truth table season off and that's a w f in all caps okay not to be confused with o f f off all right so, right. so we, we were like let's come to the table and do a little bit of a prelude uh to this series which is truth's table for president mm-hmm. the election mm-hmm. series complete with new artwork y'all know how we do this is our tradition we have new artwork for new seasons and we were so ready we got new outfits we got everything (laughs) we were ready y'all we were ready we were ready back in March we were ready (laughs) y'all Everything was locked down and this pandemic that is still going on is raging Uh, on so Yes. We had to we had to flip the script. We had to flip the script and bring back right. you okay sis yeah. to get our bearings. Because we're not okay. <laughs> the facts. We had to bring it back for ourselves and by extension you received it. <laughs> the facts of life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what y'all what y'all want the sisters to know about this series, y'all? I mean, you, we already laid it down. The, the, this occurred in the before times, um, many yes. pieces of this. The day. olden days. That's right. right. 84 years prior. <laughs> uh, so it's important for them to know that. But I mean, the stuff that we talked about is still important, right? Go right. vote and vote yes. like you know what you're doing. Come so on, come there's, on. yeah, I think there's still a lot of relevant content. And so it needs to be released. And I'm glad it's coming out during um, GOTV season, get out the vote season. Yes. Where you got to bring everybody you know to them polls um, or yes. make sure that their ballots get in. So I think electoral justice is a really important conversation right now, especially in the midst of so much repression and direct yeah. deception on the part of the administration, AKA regime. So this is important. Absolutely. What about you, C? What you got? Yeah, I think in a lot of ways I was, we were just talking about this offline, but you know, that our very first series was the resistance series for the, for the folks that have been rolling with us from the very beginning. Y'all know that. 
you know that from the from the get. Um, and so this in some ways feels a bit full circle. I mean, we talked about what it means to resist our own sin, our besetting sin, uh, and and what it means to resist systemic sin and the kind of social political implications of that. And so this is um, this series really emphasizes one of the ways, not the only way, but a real important way um, within the context of a so-called democracy for us to actively resist systemic sin and to show up um, for our neighbors. So um, I, it's, I think it's just on brand as they say uh, (laughs) for us to not, not as we say necessarily all the time, but certainly as they say, um, yeah, I think, I think it is on brand for us to go full circle and talk about politics right on the nose because that's what we do. So yeah, Mm -hmm. that is what we, you're right. And I think, um, so yeah, this like, like, um, like, M said this was recorded in the before times. It's definitely a full circle um, <laughs> moment, I would say, for Truth's Table as um, Christina laid out. Um, and so g- g- listen to the series with that in mind. So, <laughs> you know, when you hear right. the, the go vote, you're gonna, we're going to tell you, OK, well, you're mail in ballot for, for some and for some you will go like I'm going to go to the ballot. I'm going to take that. Um, I personally, this is just me. This is not a prescriptive, but I'm going to actually go to the actual um, voting booth um, in light of all the things that have been happening. Um, uh, But just want you to have uh, some context, you know, for when this was recorded. But we do think that it is still relevant. Uh, And so, uh, you know, that we always believe in contextualizing our, our, our topics and, and our analysis, um, at the table. And so we thought it was important to preface this, um, this, this series for y'all. So it, this is Truth's Table for President, the election series, y'all. So we hope it's a blessing for you. We hope it's encouraging. We hope it's informative, uh, for you as we work to get out the vote, y'all. Mm-hmm. Enjoy, enjoy. See y'all at the table. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Truth's Table, Midwives of Culture for Grace and Truth. I'm McKemini. I'm Michelle. And I'm Christina. This table is built by Black women and for Black women. So welcome to the table, sisters. How y'all doing? Well, 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 it's still black. And we back. It's still black. Nothing what has changed. <laughs> we are back, y'all. Choose table season four is here. Yes. And y'all know. Wow. First of all, how do y'all feel? We made wow. it. Wow. Wow. We're here. Our trials. I was about to say, the gospel song is now in order. I, mean, <laughs> like, I literally thought it was like, and now cue the gospel song. You know what I'm saying? We made I've it. had some weary years. <laughs> <laughs> Like we need, we need to go all the way in that bag. Some heels to climb. Some heels to climb. That one, that one right there. That great, that great Negro. Oh, that old poem. Life for me ain't, ain't been, been no, no crystal stair. Hello, yeah. I'm holler back. Mm. Um, but we're here. <laughs> Season four of Truth Table is yes. here, and y'all know we always start out with a series. We all, we always do. Season four is Can't no legalist. Different. Season four is no different. <laughs> 
We started out season one. We started off with the Resistance series. Mm-hmm. Season two, reparations now. Now, come on. We still again, demand baby. reparations now. And we still saying it's still in our heart now. Season three. Today. You okay, you okay sis? Are you, we're not okay. We checked, we're not. And the answer <laughs> was no. No, we're not okay. No, no, no. no. Nerpty okay. derp. Season four <laughs> is. Truth table for president. What? What? Put him up. I believe that we will win. We are back with full shenanigans. Truth table for president. The most ridiculous thing we could. (laughs) This by far is the most. Very. We was like, you okay, sis? Not really, but you know what? (laughs) TT for president, though. We're gonna have to run this. That might be that. I mean, (laughs) who else is gonna do it? Truth table for present. We are on the campaign trail in our minds. Mm-hmm. So, oh, it's yet another day that black women have come to save. <laughs> again. I mean. Again. Somebody. By doing the obvious thing. This that should stuff. be obvious to all. Junk be simple. Choose sanity. Mm. <laughs> like, this is not hard, Read a people. book. Stop being a sexist. Well. On this day. So simple. Take a look. The it's Lord has made. Read Rainbow. <laughs> Yes, come through. We were taught. It's a little turn against you now. So, y'all, why truce table season? Why, why truce table for president? Why, why? for season four? Why, why for such a time as this? That? Why? Because mm. it was actually y'all came up with this. Yeah, actually. yeah. We this were one at, was, we this were was in my brain child. Me and C were sitting at the mall. Where we do all because I came to y'all with something different. And y'all, you guys are like, no, we gonna do. We were eating some kind of. We was eating at the uh, like Sarku or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some sautéed cabbage. That's right. It was eating away. Yeah, Yeah. and then we just started just vibing about what the next season should be, and we knew that 2020 was going to be a mess, and it is. At first, we were talking through um, the voices of women in our lives. We were thinking specifically about our um, the voices that have gone on to glory that still speak. Sure. Uh, We started with uh, Harriet. Um, and Sojourner, mm-hmm. who are both close to both of our hearts. And then we were like, you know what? Shirley. Shirley. Chisholm. Straight mm-hmm. up. I mean, Shirley Chisholm really was <sighs> embodying. She was yeah. yeah, she was embodying Ida, Harriet, Sojourner. She was, I mean, Dorothy. The diaspora. Mm-hmm. She was really repping. And mm-hmm. um, what she saw that needed to be done, she did it. She was like, I think she I'm going to have to do that. I'm going to have to do that. <laughs> I love her. I'm gonna mm-hmm. have to do that. And if you ain't winning, get out my way. Yeah. That's a loose quote. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's a loose quote, but, but it's ahead. not very far from the actual. Not a, amen. Yeah. <laughs> and then Fannie Lou was another person that we both talked about. Like, she was a such a servant to yeah. participatory democracy that yep. against all odds, I'm talking health, right. literacy, poverty, crippling poverty, and health issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was like, oh no, electoral justice is about to be my. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, true table for president is it's really more, it's like a, a winsome and also dead serious way <laughs> <laughs> to say that I am about shifting the material conditions of my people by any means necessary. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was last season a- asking and answering the question. My least favorite question was put to me last season: mm-hmm. Are you okay? There it is. But yeah, because of my dedication to the politic of shifting my people's material conditions, I answered the question. Before that, reparations, hard conversation. We knew we were going to catch flack for that. But we're about shifting the material and, physi- and psychological conditions of our people. So this to me is just an outflow of... <laughs> 
We're also in the same room, y'all. Saying, I just want to go on record. No, y'all. I'm serious. Truth people were not, not talking about reparations in our circles in in these modern times within christian circles yeah. about reparations until truth table came out with it i'm gonna go on record saying that and that's just facts i'm glad everybody's on the bandwagon we need to because reparations now but i do want to say that truth table did start that so thank you that's fine. thank you give, give, and that's why you should be give her her flowers <laughs> while flowers. she yet lives so she can enjoy the because we're thinking that they come up with stuff like no it wasn't you <laughs> It's also great to do the season you. opener all together in the same <laughs> Thank you. room. Back to you. This is. I just want to <laughs> just come back. We we took a break, y'all. So we back fresh. <laughs> we fresh and fast. <laughs> so true table is not fresh, just fresh, meant fresh. to be heard. It really is meant to be seen. I mean, I wish y'all could That's see. Fast. So if we ever come your way for a live truth table, you will see the faces Everything. and yeah. the, the inside jokes yes. that are happening. Yes. Smiles yes. and smirks and hands held up for time. All the things. <laughs> All the things. All the things. You right though, Eve. You right. But for me, that is an out to me. This season is an outgrowth of all of the other pieces, other seasons. Yeah, we've, we've always had a political. We've always actually had a very political um, thrust to our show. Always Life from the beginning. Is political. Yeah. yeah, our existence Black is political. Woman in yeah, so the US. our categories are political categories. Help us. Anyway, yeah. So you know, I mean, anyway, but we we here and now. we're also the most reasonable voters. Facts. Yeah. Statistics. Right. Statistics demand we are the most, um, that black ones. women collectively should be president. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, right. what is the best way not to kill the most people? Oh, do oh, what they're doing. Harm reduction. <laughs> like, How, wow. Do, do you think maybe right. white mask supremacy <laughs> right. might be countered directly by the intelligence and practicality of black womanhood? I just that's just a thought. No, never. That's just that. a thought. Never. That. Never occurred to you. Never occurred to any of us. <laughs> so like it's occurred to us. That's what we're going to talk about. That's right. So we're we going to do. Yeah. What do you think, see? Why? Why? Why you think this particular theme this year? Oh man, it's twenty twenty. Because it's twenty twenty. In short, I mean, and I, I was, uh, I was sharing with somebody recently, and they were, you know, they were asking about like the the roots of Truth Table, and I, I said to them that I don't know. If truth table would exist as it exists, mm. if not for yeah. the historical trauma of the election of Donald Trump, mm. and where we had it on the table to do, we were moving towards it. But certainly, I think it became a particular burden, like a ministry mm. burden, to mm. launch Truth Table. We could see like the we felt like we had to stabilize people. Well, we, I, I, I feel like I, 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 want, I correct myself. Say, I'm one Actually, of the people. Look, I'm, <laughs> I'm one of the people. Truth and, table stabilize. Yeah, and so I was like, and and I think we could see yeah. that we could see that it was going to splinter mm. people. People were going to leave the church. We could see that um, Trumpism was going to have a cult like effect. Mm. Um, this stuff was like obvious to those who who yeah. wept. Not because, and, I, and I'm saying this for me personally. It's not because I'm just die hard. Like I'm a die hard Democrat. Yeah, trust me, foolishness mm. abounds everywhere. I no, it's because there was a unique threat, yeah. social threat at play, and I just felt it just 
the weight of that. So anyway, we've yeah. always been unapologetically political because social love is politics, y'all. It's, it's expressed through politics. Yeah. Um, and our politics have very deep Jeez. spiritual dimensions and manifestations. And so yeah. Um, the, yeah. to be a Christian and, and claim Jesus as Lord is a political statement. That is who and we are. And so um, we're hitting into 2020. And it's going to be a beast. The mm. year 20, we just got to 2020. We but uh, 10 minutes in 2020 and 2020 is already crazy and hard. I, from my vantage point. It's worse than we It's a lot. Instagram lied to y'all family. 2020 is <laughs> it's my winning season. I know. That was a lot. What's happening? I need, <laughs> I need 2020 to Girl, slow it happening? down, man. Y'all slow have me on. Down. Yeah, and I was like, 2020 is rough, yo. Mm. It's like 2019 2.0. I'm like, 2019 was a beast. <laughs> so, so True Stable for President really is about an opportunity to unapologetically, un- unapologetically mm. talk politics mm-hmm. from our our unique and also hilarious vantage points. And um, yeah, so that's that's how we kicking this this party off. Yeah. We ready? Mm. What about ready? you? How, how, how would you, how would you say that? What, what does this series meaning for you as we enter into it? Ditto. No. Uh, I okay. Think, thanks. I, next. I, move on. Next question. I think everything. Next. I think everything you guys said. I mean, I don't know. I guess in some ways, either we will help. We we will either add to the cacophony of noise, or we'll help to cut through it and help you to. I don't know. Yeah. Discern, decipher. How do you approach or this? Or feel affirmed. Or feel affirmed. <laughs> you not yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Maybe find, yeah, find, find a place like, yeah, ooh, okay, this is where I'm at or yeah. where I'm landing. Or and you might not agree with every policy position we got there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's you, okay. Yeah, we don't all agree on our no. policy no. positions either. True, true. So. And maybe you'll be able to hear some of that. That's mm-hmm. great. Yeah, or, or, and I can speak for myself. I, I consider myself a bit of a political, kind of armchair political ethicist, which mm. is actually different than the minutiae of policy. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I always am thinking like broad brush strokes. Broad, yeah. Yeah. So much more. Yeah. Some folks are just much more gifted at like the kind of type the A and pieces. And I, that's not me. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. So, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, so I think yeah, make it plain. there's just been a lot, a lot of, you, you see how, um, the capitalistic nature of just even the pursuit of the white office. So you, I, I'm sorry, the white office, the white. I was like, what? what? <laughs> uh, wait a minute. Uh, uh, wow, uh, that was that was, that a was something. Flip, but hey, have now I, when we become have I told a lie yet? Is it gonna be the black? The white house. Have I lied oh, no. yet? The white house. The white house by enslaved black people. But but be just because like even think about the way the media is doing this, even the town halls. Like, you know, like CNN has found a way to capitalize yep. on this, right? Yep. And that, the, if viewership, they didn't have a, a gabillion town halls back in the day. They just didn't. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? And so it's like, every, there's something, yeah. something new. There's another, another debate. How many debates are they going to have? Yeah. Like, you know, so you just see there's just a lot of information. And I think people are getting flooded with it and tuning out. There's oh, apathy. Yeah. There's I even feel like it in of, myself. There's a lot to be of honest. tuning out. There's yeah, a lot no. of tuning out. There's a lot of noise going on. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that this, this series um, that my sisters came up with, it's right on time, you know, um, for um, for the, the climate and the political yeah. season that we're in, the polarized um, nature. I'm, I'm hoping that our truth table for president campaign <laughs> will help to, um, how can I say, we're not contribute to the polarization, but, but we'll also begin to show, and I'm not talking about centrism. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying that, that I just want people to be able to see that it doesn't have to be so far left. It don't have to be so far right. There's there's mm-hmm. some people that kind of live in the, the tension of like, yes, we agree with this. No, let's do it this way. Mm-hmm. So that's why yeah. we're going to workshop and talk about 
our policy proposals are maybe our favorite. That's right. Who, who would our ideal candidate be? Yeah. Um, what would if we were to run? What would we, what would be our policy platforms? Mm-hmm. What would we prioritize? What yeah. would that look like? And what you do know? voters need? Like what? Even yeah. speaking from our own vantage point, what do I need to be a conscientious, Christianly thoughtful, yeah. engaged voter? Um, and in terms of you know political education and political education support, all yeah. those all those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I love it. Yeah. So let's get into it. Let's That's get right. into it. What would y'all say <laughs> voters, especially black women that we work with, minister to, identify with, what what are black women, Christian black women voters facing right now in your conversations, in yeah. your, I mean, we got, y'all got a lot of yeah, social yeah, media yeah. interactions. What are we, all of us who are at the table together, what are we facing right now in terms of the struggle to find that candidate, the struggle to be like, I'm oh, to vote. find the candidate, you think? Just, politi- just, just politically, yeah. what are we up against? You can atmosphere. answer it in any way. Yeah, mm-hmm. what's the atmosphere? Set, set the landscape of what the black Christian woman is think, dealing with. Well, I think there's a lot of uncertainty about the future. Um, yeah. Well, I guess everybody, that's too, might, might be too broad, but I think more um, financially speaking, mm. because of student loan debt, big inability to buy a home. Because of said debt. (laughs) Um, Inability to... Economic invisibility. Yeah. Inability to even have your own place because of said debt. So Mm -hmm. I know people that are are with family too because they're like, well... I can't afford that. That's happening more and more. Not just black women. Yeah, right, same. Right. Not just not just black women, but uh, I mean, there's people beyond black women that are also in those situations Absolutely, too, right? Yeah. Moving in, you know, That's with family because right. it's like right. I can't, I cannot win for losing, right? I yep. cannot. Um, Robin Peter PayPal. Those yeah. things that you know, trying to trying to make a way out. You you talking about people have student loan debt payments of twelve hundred dollars per month that yeah. I know personally, at least. That's a mortgage. Somewhere. Yeah. Not in California. (laughs) Not in DC. But you know, but it's a mortgage somewhere. All right. Who can I get a witness? You know, uh, that's a mortgage in Philly for sure. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Even higher, you know, so than a mortgage in Philly. So, uh, so I would say that. Yeah. Um, and so, and with that comes, um, and, and then even this gig economy, right? Yeah. So as creators, and we might talk about, what it means to be a creative at some point this, this season, but um, the gig economy. So you don't have, so you don't have the uh, financial safety net, right? Of four hundred one k, which honestly is not that secure because it's tied to the uh, to the uh, stock market, which right. is oh my which God. is not very which is the lottery. Go ahead, which is the lottery. <laughs> yeah, so four hundred one k, which is the numbers, as my grandma there ain't would no say. Pen- there's Running no pensions them. anymore. There's no pensions anymore. And right. Then, and then if these women are single. Mm. Well, my goodness, yeah. then how much more, um, 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 in, um, how can I say, uh, uh, insecure might they be financially, right? Because they don't have another salary to, um, to depend on or to bank on. Or yeah. If their health goes, then what happens? Right. Like, you know, do I even have money to aftercare? You know, when I'm an elder, do I have the money, you know, to be and cared for? Dependence, if, do I have, if I don't have dependents. So these are the things that I hear and the things that at least that are salient. At least in my mind, that yeah. that come up. I don't know. Yeah. How about y'all? So not even some of that kind of hinted at like at policy, and I think what I hear even more right. so than like I think a hint to policy is a larger sentiment of um why are we why are we at this moment right now mm-hmm. um <laughs> like, like this is this is stupid why I mean did, did it have to y'all be know what year it is did it have to be this way I mean you like know? it was a very it was a very bad decision. Ooh. 
to elect the um right the the last president it was not correct Word it up. was not wise it because that person yeah. is it was unloving um yes. the person is and, and i'm not even talking we're not talk, we're talk, talking policy we're talking characterological we're talking about all right, all um right. the skill set of servant leadership mm-hmm. we're talking about people who study both um leadership and business and psychology like right. this was a deficient candidate in which who would have authority around the globe. And Mm. so it was a poor, poor decision. Mm. And I know people will say all the things. I don't care. It was a poor decision. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And the fact that it ended the way that it is, and people felt like, you know, the folks will say, my hands were tied, whatever. I still think that there are- they literally weren't. No, they weren't. Stop the Sorry, game. I'm super not Stop mad. it. Stop Your it. Your hands were literally so, not tied. You so part of the reason why we are where we are right now. Tied. You're selfish. Yeah. Well, no, it, it, but, it, it, but it's deeper than that. The selfish, your fear. selfishness is an expression of fear. fear. That's what that's so, and, and we have got to, we have got to get a handle on that that's because true. it is eating up wisdom. It's, it's attacking and trying to destroy the very thing that, that, cast it out which is love and so i what i'm hearing from black women is this sense of somebody broke something and it wasn't us and now we got to go in and now we're gonna play games like like you you know you knocked that vase over and that dirt's on the floor we're gonna pretend like you didn't knock the vase over and and now i come home and i'm tired come on and now i gotta clean the dirt up this is the the metaphor of what things feel like right now so we so somebody knocked it over stop playing games and and, and it babies, really needs to be those folks to clean it up, but they're and not. Babies are walking on the broken glass. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All the babies. And we have we've All run out of right. food except for the right. dirt that came out of the vase. Right. Uh oh. Right. The dirt is our food. So here, right. here come black women. Got to pull our titties out to suckle Uh-oh. everybody okay. oh who broke that vase. <laughs> Oh, well, 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 come on. Thank you. But you were answering the, the word question. Teeth. I'm sorry. Thank I'm you. Sorry about that. Teeth well, came yes. up very early in this episode. That's actually a so, true, <laughs> true metaphor, though. True. It's a true. We've been breastfeeding our, the nation for a while. We have. Oh. And our children are seven starving <laughs> all over the broken shards of glass that yep. we, didn't, we didn't start the that food is, fight. And so we now, didn't start the fire. Yeah, so now when there are these conversations about, um, you know, the the black vote and how will black women vote and who will black who will black women kind of endorse or mm-hmm. come, whatever. Um, yeah, not your mule. It is it Ooh. is simply it vote. is simply yeah, unfair to willfully create a dynamic of crisis. Yeah, knowing it was going to be. Come on. This th- there was nothing coy about the there last been election. No surprises. There's the nothing coy. So I don't. I, I. So anyway. So I think what I'm hearing, and certainly yeah. you're hearing it from me in in jo- joining that choir, was this sense of um, exhaustion. And then also, I think it's hard to have uh, to resist apathy, to to mm. remain it's engaged, mm. to be mm-hmm. to be hopeful as a strategy of resistance. Yeah. When uh, you know that you represent a small population in terms of the political you know, constituency. Yeah. Um, but still knowing that you gotta do what you gotta do. You you're gonna have to show up. You're gonna you're gonna up. have to do the best you can That's right. with what imperfect pieces. You're gonna get you're gonna get the hot glue gun and try to put that vase back together. It's never gonna be quite the same. Right. But you're gonna do what it takes because that vase has value. Mm. Um, not eternal and ultimate value, but it hey. does have value. So Make it and that is what I think those of us who are like, we're gonna be politically engaged. We're not gonna let bitterness cause us to make that's bad right. decisions or That's no decision right. at all. Mm-hmm. 
Because that's not an option. Look, we're, we're not going to act goofy and be like, oh, well, it's all bad. Let's walk away. Issue. We're not going to play that. That's that, lovelessness. That that. We're not going to return lovelessness with lovelessness. That's right. Come on. That's right. Come on. I, I don't have the time. I don't have the bandwidth for that yeah. like, at so, all. So that, that's where I am yeah. right now. Yeah. This is, man, we are getting into it, sisters. Sorry. I am so excited. This conversation, y'all, don't, don't go anywhere, okay? Mm. Stay tuned. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. Hey y'all, we know that due to this pandemic, it feels like the bottom is falling out for so many of us, which is why we are honored to bring this new book resource to you all. It is entitled Learning to Be, Finding Your Center After the Bottom Falls Out by Juanita Campbell Rasmus. When everything in her life came to a stop, Pastor Juanita Rasmus found that she had to learn to be with herself and with God all over again. In her new book, Learning to Be, Pastor Juanita shares a wise, frank, and witty account of her own story of exhaustion and depression, offering practical insights and life-giving spiritual practices for you to try on your own. If you're longing for a trustworthy companion through dark days, this book is here for you. Now, for our Truth Table listeners, you can save 40% off of Learning to Be when you order at ivypress.com using promo code TRUTH20. That's promo code TRUTH20 when you order from ivypress.com. And this offer expires on September 30th. So jump on it, y'all. 40% off of Learning to Be when you purchase at ivypress.com using promo code TRUTH20. This offer expires on September 30th. Welcome back, sitting at the table with <laughs> Kimmy and Christina, literally sitting in the same room. I'm so Which thankful. Which means it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy because we can look at each other, and that's you know, it just if you've seen us live, y'all know how we be giving each other looks. It's just, it's a full trip. Now before <laughs> it's the a break, full trip. <laughs> Yes, a double it is portion. a round. It's a round trip. Mm-hmm. It's a round trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like so. Uh, before the break, we were starting to talk about what our sisters are saying, what we feel the spirit speaking through the sisters, right? And um, <laughs> a spirit, uh, something, <laughs> something's happening. <laughs> something's turning. Yeah, and I truly think it's important for us to say not not just what are black women up against, but we already know we're going to fight on, we're going to march on, we're going to move on, we're going to keep doing what we know Mm -hmm. needs to be done. And I want us to get into the policies and platforms that we know we want to see. What do we want to see changed? Who is, give, give me the profile, who is your candidate that can change things? Um, and I think it's important for us to remark here and then maybe again at the end, we are fully aware that one of the major pieces um, mm. that's up against us is voter repression. Right. The purges in Georgia, um, the purges yeah. in other places, the purges that our native kindred are experiencing right. um, with P.O. boxes and not having a legal United States address. We know the vert- voter repression and actual just straight up corruption is a is underlying all of this for mm-hmm. black voters. Yes. And we will have a discussion about voting and voter repression as part of this series. So we don't want y'all to think that, you know, we are naming everything we're up against, but for sure we know that repression and when I cast my vote, is my vote going to be corrupted into non-existence? We know that that's part of what we're up against as well. 
So for mm-hmm. for the two of y'all, what would you say your candidate profile? What does that candidate look like? Um, and we can we can get into policy a little bit later. But what do they care about? Um, who who are they? A Maybe it's you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not me. That's why it's true. Say what we're I don't. I'm just joking. No, it sounds like an awful I don't job. Think I, would be a good, I don't. I really don't think I'd be a good president. No, I wouldn't either. Yes, I carry just, on. I don't have the temperament for it. You have to be a little bit more. Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just ain't it. So, <laughs> but I'm saying. But but when I think about it, for me, it would be a black woman because I do think that we are the uh, most intelligent. Um, voting block we're very, mm-hmm. very shrewd um, in this manner and very pragmatic sometimes mm-hmm. to a fault but mm-hmm. but but i think we got to do what we got to do you know in the system you know um that we have and so i think back to um you know i think about nanny um burrows you know and i think or nanny helen burrows i think about mary church terrell so i i pull on mm-hmm. the saints mm-hmm. of all you know, we're doing the work, laying the groundwork for us to go into the voting booth, which is why I'm going to get a little soapbox here. Oh it my. really um, angers me when I see um, other black women or whoever, uh, black folks, it doesn't have to be black women, but, but saying, ah, you don't need to vote or mm-hmm. it ain't on us to fix it or blah, blah, blah. Ooh. What? Are you serious? <laughs> When you think about what these women did in the black club movement under the, in a national black Baptist convention to make things work, yes, you know, yes. and push us and give us the right to vote. You have the audacity to sit on that and to spit on the work that they did. Get out of here. I don't, I don't recognize that type of blackness. I'm not saying you ain't black. I'm not taking it away, but I don't understand give me your that. Black call. I don't understand. I don't understand blackness that's not rooted in political, you know what I'm saying? Uplift and activism. I just yeah. don't. Resistance. Yeah. I don't recognize that type of blackness. I don't understand that. I can't compute that. That's not logical to me. Yeah. I don't get that. And I'm just not here for that. So stop. Clearly, because what so you're going to be, because you will be, no, because it's, it's going to be, it's used, right, in a corrupt political system <laughs> to get other people to sit down mm-hmm. well, that's, on the that's, vote. But that despair. And, and Russia that, will use that. That, that, if that nihilism is a part of what the corrupted system yeah. creates, though. So they are, they are, um, products of the system. Exactly. And that's exactly what the system wants to produce. Exactly. People that are like, what's the point? I don't need to do anything. Whatever. I mean, I think that's, exactly. a, that's one of the outputs of mm-hmm. oppressive systems is to create and just fatal despair. Just, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so with that said, <laughs> I say a black woman, Thank you. you know, mm-hmm. going back in. And so when I, when I'm pulling mm-hmm. on yeah, Mary Church you. Terrell and I'm pulling on Nanny, you know, and I'm pulling, I talk about Nanny like she's my auntie because in my head she is. Um, <laughs> my great auntie, you know, Nanny Lee, like uh, this is one of my favorite quotes from Nanny Lee. I mean, Nanny Helen um, Burroughs is this. When the ballot is put into the hands of the American woman, the world is going to get a correct estimate of the Negro woman. It will find her a tower of strength, which poets have never sung, Mm -hmm. orators have never spoken, and scholars have never written. These are the facts. She didn't lie. (laughs) Her opinion, which is true. (laughs) Where can people grab this quote? Where can you find it? Oh, gosh. Well, oh, I have to go and find where this was. This might have been actually from a speech or possibly could have been from her speech 
how the sisters are hindered from helping, but I don't know exactly mm, where I pulled like it off. A very relevant that title. Is, but yeah, I don't exactly remember I pulled it. I remember I put it on my Instagram for a couple of years ago. So I was like, let me nice. go find it. Because it's one of my nice. favorite quotes from her. Um, so I think about a black woman. I think about somebody who is a believer, ideally. If we're, we're talking about ideal, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm, yeah. I'm thinking somebody Look, Ain't nobody going to stop you. You say what you want. But, but I also <laughs> believe in common grace. So that means that I believe that you know, God does good works through people that are not even believers, right? Yeah. So, Facts. But my, you know, and so, because all truth is God's truth. And so unbelievers do good things in the world. I don't know. You know, um, but my ideal would obviously be a Christian, you know, um, uh, who actually goes to church um, and is Hello. accountable, you know, because I think that it, it's important to know, like, okay, well, do you got a spiritual reference, Mrs. President uh, or Mrs. Potential President? Um, and I'm thinking also... Um, Somebody who really understands uh, the value of human life from womb to tomb is what I would say. So um, honoring the Imago Dei or the hum- intrinsic dignity and humanity. Maybe, maybe I don't use that language, but the intrinsic humanity and dignity within every human being, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, race, color, gender, creed, whatever. We are all human beings endowed with dignity you know, mm-hmm. and humanity. Um, and so that would be an ideal candidate, somebody who thinks about, um, who prioritizes the needs of the oppressed over against those who would be considered the oppressor, you know, um, in our land, maybe I'm describing a political revolutionary. I don't, (laughs) this is the problem with politicians. Which again is why I could not be a, this is why I can't be president. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, so I'm thinking about that. Someone that really is thinking about, man, how can we begin to move things so that we can um, uh, promote the flourishing, you know, of people yeah. in the margins, yeah. you know, so that they're no longer in the margins, right? So, mm-hmm. so we don't even have to have any margins mm-hmm. anymore. Uh, so that would be somebody that's really thinking about, like, who are the most vulnerable? How do we pull them and how do we care for them? Um, somebody that cares about... Um, uh, just the the welfare of even just the family, so mm-hmm. they're the the thriving of the family unit, and that can look very different in, in communally. And so that means, what about work policies yeah. <laughs> that actually hinder the bonding of people, parents bonding with their children uh, because they got to hurry up and go to work after because they just had a baby. Um, I'm thinking about somebody that's thinking about that um, and the the next generation to come, somebody that that cares about um, education, right? In this country, somebody that cares about um, um, stopping mass shootings, you know, Mm -hmm. by putting out, um, some measure of gun gun control. So somebody that's thinking about those things, um, and I don't I don't know. This might be controversial, but something something about where where people actually care about. Like I I don't know how to um, frame this, but something to do with the church. But I don't know. Somebody that I don't know, maybe even somebody that challenges the church to be the church i don't know and maybe that's going too far you know church and state i don't know but i'm mean, something yeah. about where there's just a sense in which there used to be a think much more um um congruence i mean and and um and uh interaction i think with mm. the church and politics that i don't think we see much anymore mm-hmm. much of anymore so i'm curious about where that would that be if that be a possibility what that would look like for somebody mm-hmm. you know in my ideal candidate. That's kind of what I'm thinking yeah. about. I think that's that's pretty good, right? Yeah. Good enough. I think yeah. tried to hit all the Indeed. You know. Hit every yeah. All the things. A lot of stuff. I what tried to hit some things. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, as I was listening to E, I'm so glad you went first. Um, I was. <laughs> She was just building her. She's like, I, like, she I mean, really, really, there's only one thing that kind of popped in my mind that I was thinking about was, like, you know, someone who um, has the wisdom, humility too. to know yeah. that yeah. they have, they're working within and they have inherited um, systems that are corrupted and yes. who yeah. would put into place a, um, an, an entity or an organization um, that cannot be regulated by them that would do the work yeah. of um, scrubbing mm-hmm. all forms of government, mm-hmm. all forms of governing um, articles and documents mm-hmm. for bias. Mm-hmm. And their job would be to talk about the ways that w- the system itself, even, even though as we're working through it, our branches of government and you know our politics and our you know our our democracy, mm-hmm. their job would be fact finding to look for um, those inconsistencies of bias and making them public and implementing practices and plans to dismantle them. So yeah. so we're gonna work within a system that we keep we keep dragging along a system. That we're working in that is has broken yeah, legs, yeah, and That's we right. just keep dragging That's it along. Right. And at some point, we have to ask ourselves, um, "Let's go look. Let's look at our documents because mm-hmm. <laughs> they, of course, are flawed. Oh, that's let's let's look at our mm-hmm. systems and structures." So I would want someone who had the humility to be in a system and to know that the system is not um, pure. Mm-hmm. And to seek out external accountability and organizations that are not yeah. beholden to them mm-hmm. that help to hold them accountable. And in theory, that is supposed to be the electorate. That's just simply not true. It is simply in not theory. true that yep, the electorate right. is able in our current present state democracy to hold political leaders accountable. So I would need someone with wisdom and humility who want to do that. Mm-hmm. I would want somebody who had enough of a vantage point to um, have deep compassion for mm-hmm. different types of people. Mm-hmm. And I get what he's saying about, you know, the idea, you know, having a black woman in that role. I, I so if I'm thinking about, you know, 2020, we don't have a black woman option <laughs> at this Help point. Us, we don't. But and I, of course I would love that, but I think even more so than that, I want someone who um has has the love and understanding to know that they're representing people outside themselves That's and that right. would put a, around themselves. That's right. Um diverse um, leaders where there is true true um, parity. Mm-hmm. This this actually pulls from you know the historical Presbyterian yep. model of mm-hmm. leadership, which which frankly is not <laughs> when you have white supremacy, you're not going to have ever this model. Yeah, it's not possible <laughs> yeah. for the right. Two to actually but work, in yeah. theory, this particular model where there is parity amongst leaders, so that they can't just get rid of somebody they don't want to hear, mm-hmm. but they have yeah. to sit and really hear them, mm-hmm. is I would want a person who has the wisdom to know to seek that out. And so even if they were not reflective directly of my cultural and 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 gender. Uh, yeah. identity, yeah. I would want them to know that they needed me at that table, me symbolically, like a, someone who represents me yeah. that they have to take on with full respect and dignity. Yeah. So as somebody who values that, um, in terms of some of the policy things that really matter to me, um, you're talking about Maslow's hierarchy of needs right there at the bottom. So, you know, I don't expect self-actualization and people living into liberty and all this all this jazz if mm. they are not physically healthy, if mm. they are unsafe. Mm. And for me, the top top priorities are very much, you know, ironically pro-life rooted in the sense that they have to be focused on being anti-poverty. They have to have a commitment to I would whatever you want to call it, universal health care. Um, that really works on centering the needs of the physical body and mental health. And I think that that would have systemically a positive impact 
yeah. on oh, yeah. criminal justice, that has an impact on like work relations, has an impact right. on marriages. I mean, all kinds of things mm-hmm. can flow out of the priority of um, kind of anti anti poverty um, practices and the importance of healthcare for yeah. everybody. Yeah. So that's me. What do you think, Em? You're you're our political. <laughs> A political uh, wizard. There's so I mean, y'all really covered so much. I think I would add something, you know, specifically yeah. for the United States. I would add two pieces. One, um, indigenous yeah. voice. I think yeah, uh, yeah. the candidate for me is um, has a direct line to a passion for indigenous liberation. Yep. Period. Yep, yep, we yep, have yep. to get back to what this land was meant to do. We have to get back to understanding the beauty of yeah. watching the land produce That's and true. the way that um, indigenous people know about the three sisters, the way the mm. crops that they would grow together. Um, I think about mm. how our air is corrupted. I think about how, um, f- I mean, flocks and herds are perishing because of flies that wouldn't be in such, it wouldn't be in such disarray. The land wouldn't be in such disarray if we weren't corrupting the land with oh, the mm. genocide that we started with, right? We oh, talk boy. about before oh, the yeah. United States was a country, what oh, were we doing? Oh, what were we doing before <laughs> people were murdering people off of these United States, you know? So a mm. direct line to indigenous liberation, to me, that's also um, in the United States these days, it's hard to get a direct line to indigenous liberation without having a direct and deep understanding of black liberation movements. Um, right. And so there's right. a lot to be said for ending, ending the reservation, ending concentration camps, Closing all of that down and actually restoring, repairing, and doing the work to create liberty and equity that you have you have to be identified as a as an opp- oppressed person, a person who understands and is acquainted with oppression. Mm-hmm. So that's the figure I would do. The other thing that I would add to all of the stuff y'all have said is the global um, place, uh, global humility, the place of the United right, States yeah, to. Really that's live needed. more globally. And harmony. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Harmony for me means borders are gone. Harmony for mm-hmm. me um, means that the same way that we educate, mm-hmm. nurture, and love on the people who deserve leave when their uh, babies are born yeah. Yeah. or when they adopt a child or when they have family issues. Um, mm. We also remove this idea that um, carceral um, destruction is rehabilitation. Mm. Um, people who are harming each other, uh, someone who kills someone, if they're caged, they only become a more serious and intensive killer. Mm-hmm. Um, someone who steals from someone, if they are impoverished <laughs> in a cage, they only become a more certified, <laughs> I'm about to steal from you. <laughs> well, what else do I have? What else do I have? Mm-hmm. So I believe in filling people's yeah. hands, hearts, and bellies and not doing what Dr. King said, which is telling someone to imagine bootstraps and then pull them up. Mm-hmm. So addressing mm-hmm. poverty, militarism, yeah. mm-hmm. um, immigration issues, and uh, deep acquaintance with liberation movements that are rooted in humanity. Mm-hmm. They're rooted in being humane. And to me, a lot of these things will directly fight the white supremacist notion. Uh, white people will be restored and healed if they have if they understand the United States as a place that's more globally humble, because mm. they'll get back to their own roots. Mm. They'll begin to understand their own roots. Mm. Um, there'll be more, you know, deeper healing 
Um, so those are the only two things I would add. Y'all did, I think, you know, covered a lot. I do want to know what, what do you think, um, what's, what's your voter, what are your voter habits? What are your electoral justice habits? Um, and how, how would you encourage people to get engaged in those? Did, you you know, quick survey, like, did we all grow up in places where we talk politics, but don't get into political debate? Is that, is Mm. that how faith spaces were for y'all? Or was it not really, did, did you receive electoral justice habits as part of your discipleship in Jesus? Hmm. I think that's my question. For sure. For sure. Nigerian household. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's great. <laughs> Politics is all up and through, you know, the house period. Like, you know, so, um, so yeah, that always talking politics and things like that. I mean, grew up in a staunchly, I mean, from California, staunchly democratic mm-hmm. home. So there was no like mm-hmm. confusion in the land here. <laughs> like, uh, this is where we going. Um, uh, and so that was, that was kind of always the case. We always, you know, we talked politics that was like never like a, thorny subject they just talked to my mama about it last week she like our primary is coming up yes i don't know who to vote for this is a mess <laughs> she like who should i vote for mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well this person not bloomberg <laughs> like, like, that's all we can do anymore it's what not to do <laughs> you know so i just kind of running down something like oh well this person's that this person you want me to not he's have to on that you know he's all over thing so yeah so you know just talking so that was always normal that was like you know that was like easy as talking about what we're gonna eat for dinner there there was no tension there's no like "Eh, what do we do about Mm -hmm. this so um some some are more hardcore democrats than others you know whatever Mm -hmm. you know i think our whole political system needs to be uprooted and started again to be honest i don't think the two party yeah i just don't think it's really serving us well yeah it serves polarization it's not serving us well this is just what we have but Um, yep. but yeah, and at this point, it's, we're so polarized. It's just like, I'm Democrat because that's just what we got. We are up against mm. a white supremacist regime. Like, what is there another option here? <laughs> no, really? So, uh, so yeah, so I don't, so anyway, so that was not a, that was not a hard, you know, um, yeah. thing for us. So I was always discipled in that. Um, parents were always very active with mm-hmm. regard to voting, always on top of it. Mm-hmm. Like, um, uh, my grandmama votes, like every, I mean, everybody votes yes. in my family yeah and so and i uh participate in local election big elections mm-hmm. so it's not just every four years i'm mm-hmm. voting it's even the local yeah, elections even when midterms. i move oh yeah midterms even when i move Huge. geographically that's one of the first things i do is make sure i vote i update register to vote update my registration things like that so yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. those are strong to me that's a, is that strong? Oh, that's okay. an example of a strong electoral justice habit Oh, okay. for sure. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. yeah. How about you, C? Yeah. I mean, I think, um, so the other coast, um, and <laughs> right. likewise, also very, very blue, although a, a black enough context where there was, where there was political diversity. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I, I mean, I know black conservatives mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. <laughs> because 50 years ago, that's what, that's what everybody well, black yeah. was. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, and, and not like as is today. 
<laughs> no, what what no. we got today, I don't even, I'm not sure what is happening in terms of defining the no different, yeah, you know, no, I don't know what's going on. But anyway, but even with that being said, it was, an, it was, there was enough, hosp- there was enough hospitality in group for people to have some different passions um, and to be able to express it in a way where they necessarily didn't vilify each other. Mm-hmm. Within my own household, I think it was just assumed, we were just kind of socialized in the sense that, you know, yeah. from the book of James, Faithful Without Works is Dead. And that yeah. it was assumed that we would be voting in ways that that side. yeah that helped the least of these. I mean, it just was it was like that's that's how, that's what you vote for, um, and so we voted thinking about what would be in the best interest of those who have the least political power, without even saying that it just was like it was just assumed that that is who you think yeah, about yeah. when you vote. Yeah. And while I know there are other people who have this whole, who kind of flip that, like, well, if I have what I need, then I can just be charitable to others. I just, I just think that is a very false sense of self. Wow. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't bear out in reality. And it also is a denial of depravity. That's actually not what we do. We don't Mm -hmm. take, we don't take our elevated status and use that to help people. Mm -hmm. Come on. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, that's the opposite of what Jesus did. He denied his elevated status in order to help people. So I mean, anyway, so I know that's a, I know that that is a definitely a belief system, but that was not the political frame that I was socialized in. I do think, um, you know, again, I, I consider myself broad brush interested in political ethics. So I'm asking the questions of who does this serve? Who doesn't this serve? Um, you know, what's what's the immediate mm. crisis, the immediate need? That's, that's, the, that's the pragmatic element that needs to be addressed. And I'm also a systemic thinker, which is why I don't think about policies in a vacuum. Mm. Yeah. So even though I consider myself to be, you know, pro-life I you know I get I, I get you know like I would I could use that terminology to describe myself womb to tomb I know that um every political issue is a systemic interconnected issue so yeah. it's almost to me unchristianly to mm. have every other policy be anti-life mm-hmm. and have another policy wow. one policy wow. be pro-life and it is a temptation it, it it creates a dynamic of tempting people to sin when you create the conditions that are sinful that prom- that promote that yep. de- social desperation. Yeah. So I, yeah. I believe in like congruent and systemic pro-life policies. Um, and so, yeah, so that's, that's where my convictions lead me um, at this point. Yeah. I registered to vote, happy to vote. I've taken my children with me to yeah. vote, see it as, see it as, um, Oh, yeah. You know, a part of my stewardship of being a citizen where I happen yeah. to be. If yeah. I was born in a place where that was not an option, then I would be thinking about how do I Christianly engage in, in the political system mm-hmm. as set up for me to engage in. Mm-hmm. But a Christian in America with our particular system, I believe we're, we're called to engage it as salt and light. Yeah. Actually, I'm glad that you brought mm-hmm. up taking your kids to the voting booth. So yeah, I don't have children so cool. yet, but mm-hmm. my, um, my parents actually didn't take us to the voting booth and we we couldn't go to the voting booth because my father was blind. Mm-hmm. And so they did vote by mail. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. mail-in ballots. And so so I got to see them. But the like, intentionality of that. Yeah. Right? And vote. yeah oh, yeah. That's the, right. You got to be really right. intentional, right? To do Modeling. that. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. the mail-in and thinking about that. So you talk about also having vantage point and thinking mm-hmm. about yeah. oh, disabled neighbors. You know, my, yeah. my father was disabled. So I have an eye, yes. you know, for that's that right. as well. That's so right. anyway. Well, I think to, that even adds to the conviction. I don't know if it does for you, but even right. when I hear you say that, this conviction of people who do the extra work mm-hmm. to, in order to participate mm-hmm. in the democ- the, the so-called right. the so-called democracy that's right. in order to participate so-called. in it. <laughs> right. But, right but, to, but for me, the visual image yeah. of a, a blind black man mm-hmm. um, and, you know, um, 
committed to voting and to see that modeled. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it, it, the part of me gets a little angry when people are mm, come dismissive on, come on. of of what it's you know what it took to do that this mm. the dignity to engage in that system mm-hmm. um using his full agency that's i mean right. that's that it really is a blessing to see Amen. and that is a christianly act with whatever yeah. pieces we have to it bring is. to the table we need yeah. to do that in order to help so our neighbors that's a big part of your inheritance mm-hmm. for sure. you know like you really inherited those things that's why you bought that life you that's right my black immigrants that came this over here a lot. That, which was a contested <laughs> choice i mean that's not which a contested choice is not a real choice you had to come over here because you're fleeing a lot of political dysfunction and things left over from colonialism you know Mm -hmm. so you come over here and pish posh to vote you can vote like yeah and you know what you know how this thing can go left real quick like you you know know how how it can it's not a game engage yeah And I think it's wonderful that uh, this segue actually moved from mm. talking through um, electoral involvement of people who are disabled, because disabled yeah. persons yeah. are often the ones that have to shout aloud and say, I can't get into the voting yes. booth. And who, you know, what provisions are being made for this type of voting, that type of voting? Um, That to me represents um, two things that I want us to wrap about. Next, um, and that is the recommended justice habits, electoral justice habits that y'all would recommend to voters who would say, oh my gosh, y'all have really strong habits built up from youth. Mm-hmm. Your political ed habits are not common. The mm-hmm. stories that the two of you just told aren't common. Mm-hmm. Um, how can people who are 18 and over how can people who are raising children that you, you know, that they want to say, I want them to have a similar story, what would you recommend to them now? How can they build those habits? And what are the what are the policies that you wish more people were educated on? Um, for me, I'll just throw one out, and that is um, disability justice. Um, it's equality for people who need wider sidewalks, who need sidewalk ramps. Because the truth is, we all benefit from that. I mean, if you look at the greatest need, once you meet the greatest need, everyone on benefits. But I mean, if you put the quote unquote last first, if we follow behind them. We don't have no Bible readers, but this is fine. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So I think my answer would be, you know, even to my own accountability and my own detriment, not detriment, but my own confession Mm -hmm. of what I forget, of what I am not good at, is to say that I was accidentally taught that disabled people are such a minority that it is okay to forget them. And as a black person, we should be ashamed that we're teaching our people that. Mm. We should be ashamed because we are a minority screaming that it's not okay to forget us. Oh, man. And so for me, disability Mm. justice is really huge. And not only do I want to suggest to voters get read up on Mm. that, but I want to say that to myself so that I build better electoral justice habits. So what are the Mm. policies that are encouraging you to build these better habits, political education habits? And how would you recommend our listeners um, build stronger habits for maintaining a a sense of resistance in electoral justice? Well, even before we go into that, I'm curious Mm -hmm. about even your electoral justice habits. Did you get to talk about yours? Oops. Yeah, I mean, when it's not a big deal. That's my job. I get paid oh, for that's it. True. <laughs> you take the babies to the booth too. Like, what's that's the, true. What's the yeah. science behind that? You know, yeah. like, because you do take the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or why? Or why did you want to get into this work? I mean, there's some people who the word politics makes them itch. 
That's so true. Right? Yeah. And so what yeah. what yeah. allows you to be engaged in it? Mm-hmm. Um, definitely similar. Your You're gonna answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. Um, I my my parents definitely were, yeah, pretty engaged. Yeah, <laughs> like electoral right, right. justice, um, and they grew up in uh, St. Louis. Uh, my mom is a Brown v. Board, oh baby, and um, she tells a lot of stories about. Um, and I've told this story. I think the racism that her white educator showed her, mm. and when we you know began when she began to tell us that a lot of the reasons around her experiencing racism when she was so little, Hmm. um, that was around a Supreme Court decision. It was around Mm. local politics. It was around people making rules that people had to follow even if their hearts were corrupt. And I began to see that God's justice and public justice were so deeply related. Mm. Um, And then obviously when when I was really little, I've had to read a lot of black liberation ethic. Oh, right, yes. Um, and so I've always been yeah. just kind of like, this is this is messed up. And we can we have political power. Sure. Um, we have political power, self-determination, all these things. I mean, it's it's surprising to me sometimes that we never celebrated Kwanzaa. Mm. When I think about how black power I grew up. <laughs> right. And I think it's because my mom was so holiness that she was like, I don't know, because Kwanzaa is like a holiday. Hey, 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 holiness. You know? And it's, it's newer. She was so it's newer. Holiness. It is, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. started in the 80s, right, I believe, or late 70s. But I th- Yeah, I think it may be yeah. young. Anyway, she but, was you know, like. Someone's going to let us know. Somebody. Yeah, they'll correct us, please. <laughs> we yeah, please we are do. accountable to you. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, Sometimes. ending up working for electoral um, in, in politics um, just seemed like a, a thing that it would – it had always been connected. Yeah. Um, Cause I am, my favorite thing is music and worship leadership. Indeed. Um, but the freedom do to that. do that and the protections around doing that um, are political. Yeah. So yeah, I grew up going to the booth with mom and dad mm-hmm. and I, I want my babies to have the same experience. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, the same way my parents are like, well, we didn't mean for Michelle to turn out like this, but that's our fault. I am already that way. <laughs> About my children. <laughs> They're like, why should we vote? It's only white people this year. And I'm <laughs> no, like, shh, don't say that. We're at the grocery store. <laughs> We're at hey, the grocery how store are you? Right yes, yes, I yes, would yes, like. Yes. So, no, it's we going great. We're going to be voting in discerning. Voting in discerning. We're going to pray. Vote discern, pray, vote discern. That's I mean, like, this it. is, Come this on, is how we roll. You're on yep, the throne. Yep, yep. Um, I think policy that I want people to. I guess get behind. But we're going to talk about different things, but, or read up more on, or I just get tired of this fear of democratic socialism. Hmm. I am tired of this. Capitalism is not <laughs> benefiting <laughs> one of us except for like five people. That's five where it works. People. Of our people. I'm talking about black folks. Like, okay. That'd be. <laughs> Have a good five of us benefiting from this day. I'm just like, come on, y'all. And I could drop those names. Like, I'm, you know? I'm just like, come on. Like, I'm just like, come on, y'all. <laughs> like, so this Medicare for all, what on earth? Why are we debate? Why is this a debate? <laughs> y'all. If y'all really- When the anti-lynching bill dropped, I was like, you oh, said how many years? How many years has it failed? <laughs> oh, it's a- so, Oh, my 120- God. 120. Come yeah. on. We've- 
I'm tired. He stares in blackened unsurprise. That's the quote of the decade for me. And I made that. I'm tired of the myth of the bootstraps. We shouldn't need no bootstraps for healthcare. Okay. Yeah. That is a fundamental human right. If you believe in the image of God within every human being. On period. I'm sorry. That is on period. Poo. And so I'm tired. Like, no, seriously, it's out of control. I'm like, come on. That's something people got to research. And I'm just like, Come on. There's mm-hmm. no such thing as like good capitalists or mm-hmm. no, no, I'm not going to say good billionaires or good millionaires. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is that somebody had to be exploited for that person That's to get right. their millions and yeah. their billions. Yeah. Whether intentionally yeah. or unintentionally. So don't sit up here and say that this is healthcare or something like we have to earn this thing. What? Seriously. This nation has so much money Seriously. and always got, is always sitting on ready to go to war. So don't tell me yeah. we don't have the money. To finance every single person's health care yes. from the top to the bottom. Yes. From the rooter to the tutor. So I'm like, please learn you something about Medicare for all. I'm serious. I, I just, That's that to word. me is just out of control. Yeah. I, I know too many people mm. that have suffered yeah. by not having good medical care, yeah. right, health care, or yeah. not having health care at all. Yeah. Cancer is ravishing our, our um, community. And people are dying of minimal, you know, this is what I mean, avoidable yeah. issues, issues that could be interrupted yeah, and ailments here. that could be healed, things that could be prevented. They're killing our black and brown citizens. This they really what, are. Yeah. yeah. Medicare for all people huge. who are working class and make less, working class and then below in terms of poverty, they're dying everywhere, like first yeah, in the United States. For so no reason. That, yeah. that for me, uh, there's yeah. many other things like environmental racism, but we can't, we could maybe later on, we can get to that stuff sure. in the series. Yeah. But yeah. That's huge. Medicare for all. I think that benefits that's everybody. The that's the word. You know? So. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And that, right. You know, that obviously you have this myth of meritocracy and we mm-hmm. know that the more, the more, um, the more diverse a community is the less likely people are to support policies that help all the people in the community. The more homogenous a community is. Mm -hmm. This is why you can look at European nations and then look at the the same descendants of those European nations that are like, no, 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 we can't give you that health care. But we can look literally at the the people that they come from. And they're like, yeah, it can work out over here. This is the same same kind of cultural ethnic lineage. And the difference is that we're here. Yeah. The difference yeah. is that yeah. we're not okay exactly. with policies that, that could potentially help Come people on. of color. That's right. And that lets you know that it's rooted in wickedness and racism because uh, when we when we think even about, you know, um yeah, we we think about a whole host of policies over the last 100 plus years and the ways in which they have been carved totally out and cut out, yeah. right? Yeah. In order to help certain groups and not other groups. If you, right. if you look at the New Deal, if you look at, um, the ways in yeah. which policies were constructed that left out domestic workers and, mm-hmm. and, and, yeah, and, right. and, 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 you know, agricultural workers. Why? Cause they would be disproportionately black. So we want to make sure that they do not yeah. <laughs> get yeah. these things. And that, that is so offensive to know when I talk to people who are like, you know, this is my political convention, uh, conviction about, you know, states' rights. And then you just really boil it down to if it's a homogenous space, we know from the research, people change their opinion. People shift. Mm-hmm. They shift on uh, health care. They mm-hmm. shift on universal child care. They right. shift on public education. Mm-hmm. Public education was looked at very differently until integration yeah, until happened. Integration. And then it was like, I think God Wait has called me to only yeah. homeschool my children. Stop. 
stop. <laughs> Full stop. Private schools Full that cost $20,000. Full stop. What is happening right huh. now? And here's the thing. Maybe the Lord has, I mean, I, I'm definitely not anti. Teach your kids whatever makes the most sense That's for your true. family system. But but we're not going to deny the historical parallels That's right. that sure. triggered this. And then we created a theology mm-hmm. to suit the bias that we had, which is taking the Lord's Come name on. in vain. So that that is offensive. Mm-hmm. And so... That's a huge one for me. Universal healthcare is mm-hmm. is a really really big deal, mm-hmm. and I think people use the language of like it's a human right. Let, let me let me just speak to Christians. I, you know, the non Christians can think and say whatever they whatever they're gonna right. say. However, but as for we uh-huh. who, who claim who claim to be the people of God, uh-huh. we are told to love our enemies. That love shows up in in tangible ways. And so it should never be said of the Christian that we are promoting the policies that are most restrictive Mm -hmm. and the the least likely to help those who are who are dying, who are ill, who are suffering. I mean, it's it's a part of our witness Mm -hmm. is a part of our witness that we are looking out for people. Who are struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we are happen to be in numbers, the most politically powerful in a nation, we actually have greater burden and I would argue greater judgment on our heads when we are not using yes. our, our political authority in ways to serve our neighbors. Yes. yes. Mm. Yeah. Agreed. And so what are the what are the specific ways that you might recommend to um to folks to get into this? I mean, it's it's kind of Beyond seventh grade level to really dig into things like universal health care. Um, how would you how would you say, all right, dear listener, don't give up the fight. Right. Um, but it it may be time to dive into political education. You gotta how know your you gotta in? know your local people. I think this is one of the things I just wanted to say. Well, you you yeah. need to know your local yeah. elected officials. Sure. And I would say you you need to know them by name and they might even need to know you. Like you you might want to start there you go. You might want to start sending some emails and start tweeting and start showing up and attending things. Uh, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. And I think that you have to, for those of us who have uh, some some level of social privilege, whether it's academic, mm-hmm. positional, if we can just form sentences and speak in public, that is, that is, that's yeah. a gifting. That's something that you mm-hmm. can use. And we need to use that uh, yeah. to let people know, peekaboo, I see you. Yeah. Um, and, and then we need to use our resources to support other people who are interested in running for, uh, government positions, um, people that are ethical. We, we need, we need to put our money where our values are, yeah. um, and try to support those candidates, um, and, and start growing them. Yeah. We need to, like, our children are potentially the governmental and local leaders of our tomorrow. So we need to start growing them, um, and resourcing their education now. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just quickly said that um, political education doesn't happen in isolation. Can, but it's yes, not ideal. Yes, that's right. So a political, right. political education has to happen within community. Yep. Um, yeah. A loving community that mm-hmm. um, that gives you, th- whether where you can be brave, ask hard questions, ask mm-hmm. dumb questions, right? Ask yeah. whatever questions to learn um, so you can begin to form a critical lens um, to to analyze and engage, you know, mm-hmm. politics or c- current political climate. Um, and like C said, of course, knowing your community, getting involved, I think, uh, knowing yeah. your elected officials, going to That's the right. meetings that your elected official, um, uh, 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 hosts, hosts, yeah. exactly, hosts. Um, I think that's really important. Uh, civic engagement, particularly if your church is also um, civically right. minded, mm-hmm. get involved there. Yeah, uh, I think be there's a, a lot. Yeah, to be a witness. Just yeah, exactly. Sometimes you just gotta be there to bear witness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot of different ways, but I think a lot of these th- things can't be done in commu- 
outside of community. And I think that's what we're lacking across the board. And pretty much every sphere of our life, at least here in America, is community. Yep. We're we're losing that interconnectedness. Yeah. That reality is still a reality, mm-hmm. but we think we're isolated and that only what I do matters and it doesn't impact anybody else, but it does. And that we're taking that's that whole mentality. Political problem. That's the problem. We're taking that people are taking yeah. that mentality into the booth. That's where you know? my hands are tied comes from. Oh yeah, my yeah. hands are tied. You that's know, very individual. You know, we don't really have any choices yeah. or yeah. think about you know what's going to benefit you or whatever that, that person else. says. I was like, no, that's actually terrible advice. I'm so <laughs> like particularly oh, gosh, depending no. on where you're at in your social location. But but that's <laughs> what I would say. Community is huge. Yeah. Political education within community is yeah. really important. Yeah. And, yeah. So for sure, I think, and it's so cool that community was said because my biggest um, encouragement to people would be to do two things. One, follow your heart. I know it sounds so simple and Wait crazy, but you wicked. will find <laughs> Go ahead, you will find the political campaigns and initiatives yeah. that you were made to yeah. partake in resistance for. for sure. You will That's find true. it. You'll find it. And when you do, I promise you that something exists. Infrabl.org. Um, this is, again, just my personal advice. Infrabl.org is a place where you can find the spaces around the country that are platforming important pieces of um, community political education. Um, in Memphis, there's a group. Mm. In Georgia, there's Black Voters Matter. And these people yeah, will come to yeah. you yeah. and they will educate you about politics. If you're in Missouri, look for Missouri Faith Voices, Action St. Louis. I mean, yeah. uh, just... Uh, it's out there. You have to have a political home. And we've already established that the two-party system is not going to embrace and give you a home, precious right. Black woman. Mm, right. um, and yeah. your spiritual home may also become your political home but it might be that your spiritual home has to help guide you this is my second part mm. let your spiritual home help to guide you on how you interact with your political home right. because there is no such thing as a perfect political home but uh, there clearly. is such a thing clearly. as having no idea or how to do politics system. by yourself that's why what he said is important mm-hmm. you have no idea how to do this by yourself you can't do it by mm-hmm. yourself mm-hmm. so look up black voters matter look up infrabl.org look up these spaces and get in a community because I can promise one of the reasons that we're so intimidated about political education is because all of us think that all of the knowledge is on us alone Mm. to procure. And that's just not the case. So that's my biggest message for TT for president. Number one, we got to do it together. Amen. 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 Welcome to the table. Yes. Welcome to the table, y'all, for season four, Truth's Table for President. We want to thank y'all for taking a seat at the table with us this week. (laughs) Let's keep the conversation going. Tweet us your thoughts about who your ideal ideal candidate would be or what your policy platforms would be um, using the hashtag Truth Table. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Truth Table or email us your thoughts at asktruthstable at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and review the show on iTunes and subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Truth Table has a Patreon account now so you can send your love offerings to www.patreon.com slash truth table or you can bless us at our PayPal which is www.paypal.me slash truth table. Truth Table is made possible in part by Pottery Studios. Visit Pottery.com for the highest in quality online audio de- entertainment. Our producer for the show is Joshua Heath. Our executive producer is Bo York, and we have been your hosts, Akemini, Michelle, and Christina. We'll see you soon on the next Truth Table. Bye, y'all. Mm-hmm.